0: Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noizera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I have titled this episode, The Biggest Conspiracy, Cannibalizing Our Future and Psychedelic Liberation. Why? With the 18-year anniversary of 9-11 literally just passing, I thought it was important for us to talk about why some of us got started in this in the first place. Got domestic terrorists running around, people, crazy people running around, shooting up all kinds of buildings and doing all kinds of craziness. We're gonna be talking about that. Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Planned Parenthood selling aborted fetal tissue, as well as Americans hating the government almost as much as they hate Big Pharma. Uh, all the stuff that's going on. Johns Hopkins launching a center for psychedelic and conscience research. You know, just just so much stuff is truly going on. Uh, that all I can really say is, I'm back, baby. I'm back from the break, and I feel more fired up than I could ever describe to you guys. That's right. There's work to be done. And during this break, which I'll talk about in this episode with you good people, I had a lot of revelations why it's important to have shows like ours doing the work that we do. And why we can't back down, now is the time for us to keep moving forward. But I'll save all of that goodness for the actual episode. A few quick updates for you guys. Make sure you download the show notes. Go to our website, factionsofreedom.gender.com. Go to the episode article and download them there. Help follow along. We also did an episode with Paul Zellizer of the Awarepreneurs podcast uh, three, almost four weeks ago, and it has now been made available. I will put the link for that in the description bar below. It is audio audio only available. Uh, We also did a mini cast earlier this week, a two part one, deprogramming the upcoming resistance, as well as explaining vibrations and energy work. Part 2 is available for Patreon exclusive members That link will also be in the the description bar as well Uh, And with that being said, before I start the show, I want to say this I tell you guys all the time that it's an honor to be here Amongst you good people doing this type of work And whenever I'm out there in the real world, disconnected from this type of stuff It really makes me understand why we have to start doing this And why we have to understand the time frame that we are in And with that being said, let's start the show Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And this is show number nine ten, season nine, episode ten. And boy, do we have a lot of different things to try to cram into this episode for you, good people. But at the same time, not really. You know, I <laughs> we're gonna be talking about clearly the stuff that went on with nine uh, eleven. Uh, and other recent news developments uh, Jeffrey Epstein updates and so many other things Well, we'll I, I have a whole separate show Lined up for you guys And it is going to be something powerful But at the same time I would hope it reveals the days that we are in You know, we just had uh, the, the 18th year anniversary Of September 11th the, the, the terror attacks that happened on 9-11 And it doesn't even feel like it And I'll get into all that stuff In the first segment But I, I, as you all know We're coming back from our break And, you know, I I really feel like I just have to tell you guys a few different things. And I don't know uh, if I can, if I have the, I don't know if I'll be able to tell you the right way. I sure do hope I can. You know, we took a break last week to basically get refocused. Uh, I really didn't disconnect from social media as much as I'd liked. Uh, I didn't work on the classes for Liberation Legion and the courses I wanted to do as much as I'd liked. But it gave me, it, it gave me a chance to really look at, how many different things I truly am involved in? You know, when I came back this Monday, I would asked you, good people, what did you notice while you were while I was away? Did you use social media more or less while I was while I was away? Did you go out and go search for news, or did it not matter? You know, <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you this for continuity's sake, and just for posterity, just to see how it ages. You know, this this during this break, I had champagne and cigars with some of the boys. And I genuinely felt guilty enjoying myself knowing full well how much work there is to get done. But do you see how it comes back to doing the work? Do you see how it comes back to just getting engaged? We never really learn how to turn off. We never really learn how to practice uh, perspective, appreciation, gratuity, uh, learning to rest, learning to reflect. We really don't learn these things. And that's something I really want to focus on with Liberation Legion. But the reason I'm kind of jumping all over the place from the champagne and the cigars... Uh, to trying to disconnect from social media uh you know to even even hanging out with family and friends and things like this you know i really I really do truly envy uh people who have a very simple life but the good Lord above did not bless me with that nope he blessed me i I was not blessed with the luxury of laziness I was blessed to be a busybody uh, I was put here to do something and you know as I'm sitting there because i, I because I wasn't taking my vitamins, I wasn't taking my supplements, none of the pre-workout, wasn't going to the gym, <laughs> you know, wasn't scheduling guests, wasn't processing orders, you know, wasn't, uh, I wasn't doing all the things that I'm involved in. I didn't, even do freedom, I didn't even do fellowship and freedom, you know, for two weeks. And the reason I'm trying to tell you guys all the different things that I'm like involved in is because all of it has to get streamlined for one. <laughs> There's no way that I can keep up all this stuff. I, I have to figure out a way to streamline it. Uh, for optimal efficiency, for sure. <laughs> but it, it, it kind of really put me... It, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm in a really different mind space these days, gang. And I'm realizing how many different things I am doing to try to combat uh, this overwhelming sense of ignorance and denial of reality and the smothering of the soul that I see. And I really felt that. I felt that when I left. So to get back to point, when I'd ask you guys the question of uh, what did you notice while I was gone... Let's see if I could pull this up uh, for our, our video watchers, uh, but for our audio listeners, I'll just describe it to you. Uh, I, I had gone. I had asked a question to our audience on Instagram. You know, if they had noticed anything while I was gone. And I'll just read you the caption real quick. I said, prior to leaving, we averaged about thirty thousand to forty thousand visits in a week. While I was gone, that number dropped to roughly around six thousand or eight thousand. But that's just from profile views on IG and from the people I followed, let me tell you a few of the things that I had noticed. One, pages, fighting with other pages, infighting. Pages, contemplating quitting. Decreased conscious content. Decreased news awareness and increased, and that's what I mean, increased in the feel-good content. And and, and, and this plays a huge part in what I was talking about earlier this morning prior to coming onto the air. You know, because I didn't go for my typical six-mile hike. 8,000 feet up into the into the mountains Before coming onto the air You know, I didn't uh, work out Doing my torso thrashing Thursdays uh, I didn't do that I said, you know, since it's my first week back Let's keep the training wheels on We'll just do the episode But prior to that, you know, I said Do you know how easy it would be to run a meme page? Do you know, do you know how easy it would be to just say Type yes if you agree And then just put some, some feel-good lovey-dovey quote there that's what we're up against. And the little posts that we do, as much as people want to disagree with them or or even, heck, want to agree with them. Wow, what a crazy concept. That little dose of reality, it does so much. The, the the podcast that we've created here, it does so much. The Instagram Tuesdays that are becoming a thing, it does so much. The exclusive members program that we have created, it does so much. It may not seem like it because I'm like a whirlwind and a devrish a dervish of, 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 of work that needs to get done, but we don't see how that little 2% that we give could actually be somebody else's saving grace. And so to answer some of my own questions, I know a significant amount of people used social media less. They took the break with me. Uh, some actually effectively disconnected from it entirely. But this is not how this all works. I guess what I'm trying to get around to saying is we have to double down we have to secure what we've already secured. We have to be more sure than ever of what's going on. You know, I'll say this, and I'll start getting into the content and stuff for this episode. You know, I'm going to be going to a march this weekend with uh, some of our local Proud Boys, Brad Burris of the Crush the Opposition podcast and the New Mexico uh, chapter president of the Proud Boys. We've had him on the show uh, to talk about all of this stuff, but we're going to be doing a march with him this Saturday. And, and, and right before I had... Uh, Right before I came back into doing all this type of work, you know he was one of the guys I was having the champagne and the cigars with, and I just remember you know basically sitting at a table with a bunch of men who have drawn lines in the sand, who no longer choose to be victimized, who no longer want to act ignorant who are who are who, it, it 's crazy uh because i 've always felt alone. But finding people who, who, who have somewhat of the same views of you and are pushing things forward and working in this real-world action, that's just something that, 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 that I am still having a hard time trying to describe. And I've said this to you guys as well. We're moving from the, the, the mystic thoughts that a lot of people are having into conscious actions, how to live in that authenticity, how to live that lifestyle, talk about it, be about it. You know, pre, uh, uh, practice what you preach. And that's a very crazy thing to think about because we have, and I tell, you, I tell you guys this all the time it's much more than social media. But because people want that facsimile of the real to be real, they don't understand the depths of reality and the changes that have to occur within themselves to achieve that, 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 that desired outcome. And so, to, to put it simply, the break was great, it was much needed, but it also shows how operations such as ours are even more needed. This weapon system I'm telling you guys about That we're creating here <laughs> That fights this ignorance and this denial of reality that, that, that acknowledges that spirit of divinity within you That pro-human renaissance-based future Yeah, there's not a lot of people out there talking about that You know There's just not a lot of people that have faith in humanity There's not a lot of people that want wholesome, decent, and good things For their fellow man You got a lot of scumbags out there and you got a lot of people that engage in dirtbaggery and that's the problem, and that's why again operations are needed like ours to remove this spirit of delusion to try to help people and ourselves when 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 we're confronted with these things. You see there is there is truly a spirit working in America right now, and when I took this break, I just saw it I felt it people walking around aimlessly with no purpose, you know just just and I could hear their souls cry out. Now I've said that time and time again. I can hear people's souls sometimes cry out with, with, with the chaos that is going on, uh, and that's why, that's why I do this with such fervor. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm coming into this episode, the returning episode from our break, explaining to you guys the revelations that I received not doing the work, because it's, it, it, it all leads back to the same thing of, of working on yourself to be a better person for the next generation and so much more, uh, and that's what we're here for, gang. I tell you this all the time, I said it on the most recent uh, guest appearance we had with Paul Zellizer on the Awarepreneurs podcast. We had intended to create a platform for people like ourselves to have these broad-ranging discussion over a wide variety of topics so that we could effectively create solutions for ourselves. And you don't see a lot of people doing these doing that these days. You see a lot of people picking up the talking points and running with it. No, uh, I'll put it to you this way, and then I think that's a good way for me to start getting into the show and stuff like this. Uh, The only thing I learned during my break, and we'll get into this during during the second segment in the Cannibalizing the Future segment with, with Bernie Sanders, the only thing I learned during the break, and that shows me how nobody's out there really truly covering the news and the angle it needs to be, the only thing I learned was Bernie Sanders says abortion is good for climate change. Oh, and there was a professor that says eating human flesh is good for climate change. That's the only thing I learned last week. I didn't learn anything else. And so that was, again, another reason why I freaked out because people just throttled. People just said, well, if if nobody else is going to do this, why should I even bother? That's not the case. We have to make people care. We have to make people remember. We have to do the work. And, 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 And this is what I said at the meeting, and I'll say this and get started with the show. Every single one of you men here, you guys have drawn a line in the sand. You refuse to let the programming continue for you. You have drawn a line in the sand. And yes, you're right. It may continue. It may keep going on. Clearly, this is not going to stop it. But it stops for you. It stops for you. This is your line in the sand. And a lot of people don't understand the internal struggles that had to happen in order for us to get to this point. And that's all this is, is conquering parts of yourself and conquering parts of the society that has been placed on you to fix it. And that's what we have to do. We have to go through so many hurdles, not only to provide this type of information in this platform, but to to, to stay vigilant in this mindset, because it is not easy. People think being evil is hard, you scumbags. Evil is being easy. It is too easy to be evil, and that's why everybody chooses it. It's hard. It's hard. To be good, it is hard to wake up at five every single day and do everything that I was telling you that I that I should have done that I didn't do because I'm I'm running with the training wheels off, running with the training wheels on this time. But I digress, guys. There's there's so much more work that has to be get that has to get done, uh, and I'm so grateful to have created something like this to have an audience such as you where we can discuss these things. And yes, the days are getting uh, even more dire. Yes, they're getting more fierce. But I'll tell you what, as they get more intense, so will we. We will respond accordingly. we will grow appropriately because the good Lord above only provides us with what we need, and he gives us that little bit of extra to get it done. And with that being said, let's start the show. Wow, so what is that? that's like like' like a 12 minute intro there. You need to shut the frick up, EJ, and just get into the goodness. We don't care about how your break was. What happened this week? (laughs) I had to make up for last week. So as you all know, we just had, let's get into some of this uh, this 9-11 news. We just had the 18th year anniversary of the 9-11 terror attacks. I think that's a massive thing. That was a wake-up call to the entire country that something is happening. We've talked about it with various guests. What the, the the symbolic interpretation of 9/11 is? What the there's there's so many different things with 9/11, and it's the biggest conspiracy of all time. I think everybody understands that, no doubt. And, uh, and what it's done, it is it set something off that we are still feeling today, and we cannot forget. We must never forget. But and this is the crazy part, and we'll get into this after. Look at what. did to us we still don't even know whether or not the Taliban actually caused it we're still in Afghanistan 18 years later we don't even know why we're starting wars in Iran and Syria Iraq Afghanistan and all these other places all for this 18 years later there have have been people that have come and gone it's just it it is truly crazy to see like what 9-11 did to this country you know And, and, and now we're something else entirely and we're going to be a whole of something else entirely in the next five to ten years as well. And that's what I mean. This is the globalization. But this is the biggest conspiracy as well. This, is, this was a, a, a time clock event to basically uh, kickstart the new world order. And that's exactly where we are. here. But let's get into this article. It's from uh, Tyler Durden of Zero Hedge. We put this up September 11th. It says, New York area fire commissioners demand a new 9-11 investigation. September 11, 2001, was nearly 20 years ago, and after all this time, so many questions still remain about what exactly happened. It is not socially acceptable to question the official explanation that was given for the collapse of the towers and the other events of that day, like what happened to Tower tower Seven or the explosions that went off in the building prior to. Uh, But now these questions are being taken more seriously. However, the rushed and poorly managed 9/11 Commission report did not adjudicate, did not, did not do an adequate job of at investigating the crimes, which left experts in a variety of different fields with questions about the official story. Many of these professionals uh, belong to organizations called Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth, who have been pushing for a new investigation into the attacks for many years. This July, they announced a major breakthrough in their fight for a proper investigation. According to a press release public, published on the group's website, New York fire commissioners who were closely involved with the events on that day have called for a new investigation into the 9-11 attacks. On July 24th, the Franklin, the Franklin Square and Munson De fire, fire Districts voted un- unanimously for a new investigation, citing, quote, overwhelming evidence that, quote, pre-planted explosives caused the destruction of three World Trade Center buildings. The resolution was written by C- Commissioner uh, Christopher Gioa, and received overwhelming support from the commissioners, or from Commissioner Dennis Lyons. Uh, quote, we have a memorial, a piece of steel from the World Trade Center with 28 holes where the nuts and bolts used to go. Every year, on the 11th, we put a rose in each hole for the 24 Nassau County firefighters and four Franklin Square residents who died on 9-11, Commissioner Lyons said. When the vote was passed, the, fam- the families of the 9-11 victims showed up in the audience to express their support for the cause of their gratitude to the departments for making this issue a priority. Commissioner Gioa said that he expects support from other districts throughout the city and hopes that they will be passing similar resolutions in solidarity. Quote, We were the first fire district to pass this resolution and we won't be the last, Gioa said. So, we will never forget and we will remember and the investigation will go on. But just like with Jeffrey Epstein and all of his crazy antics, these things are being put on the afterburner. But even if the, uh, Influence, Even if the actual topic itself is being put on the afterburner, that does not negate the fact of the damage that it's caused. And what do I mean by that? I mean that terrorists have attacked the U.S. Embassy in Afghanistan to celebrate the 9-11 anniversary. This was put up by Sean Anatolabi of Your Newswire. They put this up September 11th. It says terrorists have launched a rocket attack against the U.S. Embassy in Kabul, Afghanistan, on the 18th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. Now, before I go in more to this article, let's just break this down. Yeah, like, there's, there's, there's a lot of different things to look at there. Let's break this down, though. How many times have I talked to you, good people, about the infiltration that's going on at the southern border as far as ISIS? How they're, like, legitimately capturing people from, like, Sudan and Iran who are saying, like, no, we're coming in through the southern border. How many times have I talked to you guys about Zamat um, Halahid? Uh, uh, how he's just changing his name to, uh you know, Miguel or or Enrique. You see, because dumb Americans, we don't know the difference. We moved on, but these are people's lives. They still live in the ramifications of nine of post nine eleven. We are still at war with Afghanistan, not only for the oil but for the poppy. I mean, and <laughs> this that's why this is crazy. You know, I'm not for all these endless wars. You know, that's why I'm not for regime change either. I think as 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 America typically does. And what we need to stop doing, we need to pull our hand out of everybody else's throat. We need to start trying to shove our hands in places it doesn't, it doesn't need to be, controlling people. I mean, look at what China's doing. They're literally running around financing people and nation-building financially so that they're tied to them. America, what we do is we go up in there, we, we deliver democracy through bombs, and we point guns at you and say, you don't like democracy? You see, so I can't blame these people for, 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 for carrying out these attacks. But here's the crazy side, you see, because America is not one that easily forgets or one that lets these types of things go. So while you have terrorists in Kabul, Afghanistan, trying to fire their little rockets at us, at our embassy, right? Check this out. You have the U.S. dropping 40 tons of bombs on an ISIS-infested island in Iraq. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> listeners they're playing uh, clearly heroic music clearly heroic music as they're dropping these bombs on uh, as they say these ISIS infested islands in Iraq and this is all to spur that patriotism on 9-11 you know and so (laughs) the sad part about this is these people are basically throwing stones and we're, and we're shooting rockets back at them. Like the sad part is just that, is I can't blame these people for, for fighting back, but then America just does this. It drops 40 different tons of explosives, of bombs <laughs> on these people. This is by Ricky Scaparo of End Times Headlines. They put this up September 11th. It says the U.S.-led coalition says American warplanes have dropped 36,000 kilograms, 40 tons of bombs on an island in the Tigris River infested with members of the Islamic State group. The coalition said F-15 and F-35 warplanes took part in the bombing of Qantas Island in the central province of Salahid, north, uh north of the capital of Baghdad. So just think about this. This is the eye for an eye making the whole world blind. This is us literally blowing each other up to smithereens, like right here. I, I, I asked a question like this. If you're tired of senseless killings and endless war, it has thir- it has 336 likes on top of this 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 video that has 2,346 views. You see, people are tired of the war on terror. They're tired of the war on war on drugs. They're tired of not knowing where all this goes. But this is what's crazy. Some of this is even talked about. Uh, and George Orwell's 1984 with the Endless War. That's where I come up with the term for it, as to where people don't know what they're going to war for. We don't even know why we're fighting. It's just a sense, it's just It's just a means of population control. And that'll be a huge part in what we're talking about later on in the series. You see, there. It, it, it's, it's sad. In a weird way, it truly is sad just to see humanity take this turn and not learn from history. I mean, I think, what was it? Er- er- Erdogan said that, uh, if you don't give us back a certain piece of land we are going to flood parts of the the EU with syrian migrants like we we're we're, we are legitimately weaponizing third world part third world parts of the country or third world parts of the, of the world against others it's it's just nuts it's just nuts and this is all because of the greatest conspiracy 18 years later this is the damage of what's gone on we don't really know if the ter- if the terrorists carried out that attack Osama Bin Laden which we later found out that he worked for the CIA you see what I'm saying we don't, we don't know these things but we do know and this is the crazy part that people need to think about we do know what George Bush told us George Bush Jr he told us they hate us because of our freedoms right they hate you because of your freedoms that may have been kind of far out there for now but how how, how far out is that today they hate you because of your freedoms. Well, a lot of people just call it privilege or white privilege or entitlement or any of this other type of stuff. They hate you because of your freedoms. That's what we were told. And so we, do, we were told to go to war because they hated us for our freedoms. So we robbed them of theirs. We robbed them of their freedom to, to, to have uh, a nation. We robbed them of, a, of, of their freedom to have a future and so much more. I mean, is, is not Trump doing the very same thing that the rest of these nations are doing, protecting themselves against foreign invaders? So should we not be upset about these types of things? And that's what I mean by the inversion that is taking place. Eighteen years later, how many people have forgotten, even though they say they never forget, but how many people remember what, what we fought for in the first place and then where this is all going? This is what I mean by the endless wars. We're never going to get out of there. And then by the time we get out of there, they're going to be built up to the point where they try to come here. Oh wait. Is that what's happening now? Precisely. Has our military been so weakened that we can no longer protect our own homeland? You see, this is what I mean by the war is now here. I mean, I remember just a few weeks ago how <laughs> there was an there's ISIS is, ISIS is apparently operating on Telegram or WhatsApp. And so they're able to coordinate and have like their 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 ISIS nests, their hives of terrorists where they're able to communicate they have whole networks on these uh, on these uh, these messenger platforms but one of the things that came out a few weeks ago is how they're planning major attacks in san francisco london uh and i forget i forget where the other where the other place is but my point behind saying all this is we are now at war with all these countries this is tw- we're we're essentially 20 years later they are still operating They took advantage of our ignorance They, they took advantage of our freedoms that's, what, that's why so many people are upset With uh, uh, Rashida Talib As well as Ilhan Omar Because these people have taken advantage of our judicial system Of our freedoms And they are now using them against us That's what China is doing You see But it's because we have this lazy American ex- Or this lazy American Ignorance about us to where we just don't care it, it, it's, it's that entitlement you see, <laughs> I just need to, we need to move on from this 9-11 stuff, but one of the questions I was asked earlier this week is how media, music, school, and things like that are constantly used to program people, as well as the millennial influence on politics. We're not focused on war. We're not, we don't have a war mindset. We're not able to see these types of things. So when you start talking about us getting infiltrated by foreign countries, we don't want to hear that. You see, we don't want to look at the past mistakes so we can make better decisions for the future. So let's talk about that real quick. Like let's 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 really look at the things like the Patriot Act, the surveillance state, TSA, Homeland Security, ISIS, Al Qaeda, and other countless numbers of terrorists. That's what 9/11 has spurred 18 years later. And this is the kicker. This is the major part that a lot of people don't understand. I was just going over to you about how people have been uh, uh, radicalized or converted to Islam, and uh, uh, I guess. I guess like Al-Qaeda, ISIS, whatever. The same thing is now happening here with these domestic terrorist groups known as Antifa. You, I remember, you know, whenever there were all kinds of shootings, um, taking place with like the Las Vegas shooting. And then the ones that were taking place in California and how they had a, a, a Islamic tent to them. I remember reporting on how a had come out about how the FBI does that. They help people, they help enable people to self-radicalize themselves, I think is the best way to describe that. Uh, they, they get on the message boards. They get in these, these encrypted messengers with them. They say the same things that they want to hear. They radicalize them. They point them in the direction of where to find guns. And it's a whole setup process. And then these, these guys get radicalized to a point to where they carry out attacks. And here's where we are today with the El Paso shooter, the Dayton shooter, and whoever else is going to come up after them. The entire nation has been radicalized. But this is because it's been a process that's been used with the Middle East first. And now you gradually see it being uh, foisted upon us here. The creation of these domestic terrorists using things like guerrilla and urban warfare. That's why this that we, we, we truly are in the days of a civil war. 20 years later from 9-11. You see. That's why people really should think about. Uh, uh, these countless numbers of domestic terrorist groups, how many different enemies America has, and why the concept of open borders shouldn't be a good thing. You know, and, and there's there's just a lot of things going on here in the country, needless to say. And the biggest conspiracy ever, right, the biggest conspiracy, nine eleven, of American history just getting swamped, wa- just washed away. It's the same way that they said that the Las Vegas shooting was the most deadliest shooting in history, and we didn't find out what happened with that either. Oh, wait. But we did, or at least people like myself did, it was an arms deal gone wrong. And we said that, that there were Islamic ties and Saudi Arabian ties. That's why there were so many guns littered across the area. So you see what it comes down to? Guns, oils, drugs, money. What these people worship. And how if anybody in between them gets in between their goal, we are considered infidels, we are considered uh, uh, terrorists, agitators and saboteurs. you see the real problem isn't between left and the right it's between who's controlling these puppets and it's it's, and it's our inability to recognize that these puppets the beto o'rourke's the joe biden's the rashida talib the Alexandria ocasio cortez the ilhan omar's you know all these people even trump i know people don't want to hear that but even trump and 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 Obama and Bush, all these people, they are puppets that nobody asks the deeper questions to. You know, I, 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 we're, we're going to be getting into the NRA suing San Francisco uh, after they have branded them a domestic terrorist organization and Trump considering to monitoring mentally ill people. You know, it, uh, to switch up into that, you know, I'm just looking at it, trying to connect to people how this is the agenda. I think people are gradually realizing that Trump, he's not necessarily a placeholder, but he's not what people want him to be. And the reason I say that is he is working with big tech to circumvent the government, to circumvent the Constitution. Because big tech at the moment is beholden to no one. So if they have a cyberspace, a lawless area which they can work in, then they can exploit that. They can use legal loopholes to carry out. Gover- uh, 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 globalist and new world order agendas while I said like doing just that circumventing the bill of rights and the constitution because they're using something that is a pro- that is private not public private and that's what's crazy about this so when you have these people aligning themselves with big tech and the government these are the real nazis <laughs> but because you're we're we're working in an inverted time period most people don't understand these things but here let me get into this article i want to talk about uh I really want to talk about this and 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 how and how crazy this kind of truly is to me uh but right here we put this up September 10th a day before September 11th it's by Tyler Durden it's from Zero Hedge it says NRA sues San Francisco after city brands them as a domestic ter- terrorist organization So think about this 18 years later we, we're, we're, we have people calling for open borders, Syrian refugee crisis, the mi- the mass migration, the migrant caravan. Eighteen years later, uh, Americans are now considered and hated in their own country. They are literally seen as domestic terrorists for loving their country, uh, loving the guns that helped build this country, and so much more. The values in which they were founded upon, besmirched and thrown away. There was a talking point talked about earlier this week about how the founding fathers would not be accepted in today's society. I took that a step further and said the modern day Christians would not be accepted as Christians today. It's the same thing. The very same people who, who wrote the Constitution and wrote the Bill of Rights, they would not be appreciated today. And that shows you how far into the future we are. Folks, it's all, we're coming up on 2020. That's why they're trying to get rid of the Bill of Rights, get rid of the Constitution, get rid of any nation state, get rid of borders, get rid of all this. They want the creation of the global citizen. They want the new world order. This is globalism. But in order to do that, you have to effectively remove people's ability to protect themselves. You have to effectively disenfranchise people from their power. You have to remove them from any ability to take control of their life. And I've got to make a quick shameless plug. That's exactly what we're trying to uh, combat with Liberation Legion, if I could ever slow down and come up with the courses. But let's get into this article right here. Uh, it says that the NRA has, has sued both the city and the county of San Francisco after its board of supervisors branded the gun rights lobby a, quote, domestic terrorist organization filed in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California. The suit accuses city officials of violating the group's free speech rights for political purposes and claims the city is attempting to create a blacklist to prevent NRA-associated individuals from doing business there, according to Fox News. The lawsuit asks the court, quote, to instruct elected officials that freedom of speech means that you cannot silence or punish those with whom you disagree. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors passed a resolution last week that said that the U.S., quote, is plagued by an epidemic of gun violence and accused the NRA of using quote its considerable wealth and organization strength to promote gun ownership and incite gun owners to acts of violence. The resolution called on other cities, states and the federal government to allow to or to follow suit and allow to follow suit and also declare the NRA a quote domestic terrorist organization. San Francisco supervisor Catherine Stefani told the Associated Press she drafted the resolution after a 20 after a July 28 28- high-profile shooting in Gilroy, California, where a gunman entered a festival with an AK-style rifle and killed three people and and injured at least 17 before turning the gun on himself. Gilroy is located about 80 miles southwest of San Francisco. The NRA last week called the resolution, quote, a ridiculous stunt and, quote, an effort to distract from the real problems facing San Francisco, such as rampant homelessness, drug abuse, and skyrocketing petty crime, to name a few. The gun rights organization vowed to, quote, continue to work to protect the constitutional rights of all freedom loving Americans. So right there. If you own a gun, if you're part of the NRA, you're part of a domestic terrorist organization. Not if you not if you want to put on a black mask, black hoodie, black jeans, and black everything, and just run around and start beating up women and children, chasing them around with tasers. No. You're not a domestic terrorist if you want to just take a bike lock to the back of somebody's head and split their skull open. Nah. No, you're not a domestic terrorist if you want to sit up over here and say, we're going to kill you. You know, you're, you're, you're not a domestic terrorist if you do all these things. But if you own a gun, you want to protect yourself. You love this thing called freedom. Uh-huh. If you love this, you are a terrorist. There, You see how that works? That inversion, making making people who want to defend themselves terrorists, uh, probably, again, the same way that we, we, we treat these air quotes terrorists of Iran, Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria, for what protecting their very land that they stand on so that's what you really got to look at these are the globalists these are the people who have infiltrated our entire country and are trying to radically shift what we think of as normal we have been infiltrated we have been taken over and <laughs> you know I said this and I'll move into talking about uh, Trump considering this m- this, this mentally ill social media monitoring thing I said this uh, <laughs> Sunday evening as I was going to bed I got fired up uh, because I learned that that I heard Beto O'Rourke speak for one the guy sounds like a sociopath to me, and then I started talking about uh, Bernie Sanders' abortion for climate change and how all of these all of these puppets, all of these, these 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 all these people, they get their talking points from the UN Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. That that went into play. In nineteen ninety two, we saw peak crime rise in the nineties. And so this is this was what was born of it. This plan has been in action since the day I was born and it is now unfolding. And so all of these puppet people, from Beto to this, this whole new crop of people used to carrying this stuff out, they're getting paid to do this. They're getting they're getting paid to manipulate public opinion. They're getting paid to be the the, the, the voice of the United Nations. The voice of the global government, you see, but because people aren't researched, they don't do their due diligence, they don't see, they don't track the money down, it, 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 they don't see, they don't know. And that's, again, why operations such as ours are important, because we have to let as many people know as possible so we can get over this. But let me, let me, let me go into the next thing that should really, not necessarily scare people, but really get them thinking as to where we are heading as a country and why all of this stuff is so crazy. So if you're considered a domestic terrorist for being a part of the NRA, protecting yourself, loving your loving your country, any of this type of stuff, how, how far is, how far off is domestic terrorist from being somebody who's clinically insane, mentally ill, here on and so forth. I guess what I'm trying to say is you see them as I said before trying to use this the first amendment to take your second amendment. That's the plan. Because these people are tricky. That's how evil works. It wants to pull off that hat trick. It wants to use your first amendment to take your second amendment. If you say anti-governmental things, if you say inflammatory things, you can incite violence. Therefore, we need to take your guns. What am I trying to say? Check this out. Trump administration is considering proposing a bill to monitor the mentally ill to prevent further future shootings. Gosh, still trying to get my announcer mouth back. Uh, But basically what he's trying to say is that they're going to monitor your social media. This is again, here it comes, where government's working with big tech. They're going to monitor what you're doing to see if you should even have access to your guns. You see. Well, we don't know if you've been saying pro-government things or if you're really about what we're about. So we're just going to watch and see if you have the ability to protect yourself. You see. And I, I kind of want to get this on record, too, just so we can talk about it in the future, if, if at all possible. But I remember another article coming out in relation to the military. Uh, they were basically saying that there's, they can detect PTSD in your blood. And if that's the case, there's like, a, there's like a genetic marker that can detect if you have PTSD in your blood. And if you have it, uh, they're going to try to take your guns away. And yeah, I, I I can't pull it up for you guys, but uh, they put it up September 10th. It says a, it says a team of researchers from top medical schools is moving closer to developing a blood test that promises to quickly and accurately help diagnose combat troops with post-traumatic stress disorder, even those who try to hide the effects. The team said in a journal article released Monday, the Pentagon-funded effort has pinpointed a handful of telltale indicators that at the molecular level that the body produces when a soldier has been exposed to battlefield trauma and are likely to have problems coping with lingering stress. So basically what they're saying, and so what happens with that, with people who are mentally ill? What happens when our soldiers go across the, 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 go across the sea, go fight these battles and come back traumatized? Are they allowed to have guns as well? You, you see? So this is, this is we're, we're teetering but this is all dangerous. Let me get into this article. We put this up September 9th. It's from Sign of the Times. This reminds me of pre-crime, but President Trump's administration is considering a proposal to study whether monitoring people with mental illnesses could prevent future violence. The Washington Post reported Monday, advisors, uh, advisors to former NBC chairman Bob Wright, a friend of the president, proposed the study to discover if technologies like phones and smartwatches could be, used to, could be utilized to determine if someone is at risk of a violent crime. According to the post, the re- uh, the reported proposal proposal coined Safe Home, which is basically an acronym for stopping ab- ab- apparent or stopping aberrant fatal events by helping overcome mental extremes, is part of Wright is, is part of Wright's project to develop an agency to look for creative ways to solve health problems. Wright has presented the proposed agency known as HARPA, which is the biological equivalent of DARPA. Uh, HARPA, which is the Health Advanced Research Projects Agency, to the Trump administration. The, uh, the Post reported, Avalka Trump, the president's senior advisor and daughter, reportedly asked if the team advocating for the agency could also look into methods to stop mass shootings. This potential study sparks public concerns regarding the, the invasion of privacy of those with mental illness. All the participants in the study would be ta- would be volunteers and steps would be taken to quote protect each individual's privacy according to a copy of the proposal obtained by the Washington Post quote to those who say this is a half-baked idea i would say what's your idea what are you doing about this jeffrey ling the lead scientist lead scientific advisor of the harper proposal told the post The Hill reached out to the White House for comment, quote, The research already exists to tell us that mental illness does not predict gun violence. Growing gun violence is not the product of disability, rather it's a product of political inaction and cowardice tied to an unwillingness to reform how America interacts with guns. Rebecca Coakley, director of the Center for American Progress's Disability Justice Initiative, said in a statement responding to the report, quote, Increased monitoring, surveillance, and institutionalization of people with disabilities is not a research-based approach and has a real negative impact on people's lives. Chat, yeah, no doubt. Basically, what we're talking about is checking up on people. If you're crazy, if you're wild, you should not have access to the guns, right? Isn't that, isn't that what Donald Trump keeps saying? First we take the guns, then due process. This is pre-crime. This is getting rid of your rights. This is getting rid of all of this stuff. You see. And that's what I mean by using big tech, using government, using using all kinds of different things. This is this is the dangerous authoritarian part of Trump that I do not like. Because even if he doesn't take these things a little bit farther, it doesn't mean that the president after him won't. You see, these things just have to be introduced in order for them to <laughs> grow and take shape and take form. And that's why this is so dangerous. You're basically saying, I don't like what you're saying, so we're gonna stop your ability to say and defend yourself from it. There's a lot of stuff that's gonna come from this, and I feel like we're gonna hear a lot more about Harpa for sure. That just it really does just make me start thinking of so many different things that these people are involved in, with the life extension, the mental that's that's why they're screaming mental health, mental illness, and all of this stuff. But again, this is all into the biggest conspiracy. Remember, a few months ago, they said the conspiracy theorists and conspiracy theories are now also a domestic terrorist threat or domestic threat. So again, there you go again, having your brain be an issue. Look at you think. Look at you do things. Look at you do things that we don't want you to do. This is the social credit score system. This is that soft power where they're gradually erecting these things. It truly is a crazy world that we find ourselves in. But it's almost so crazy that you have... Democratic presidential candidates catching on, and what I mean by that is Tulsi Gabbard has suggested that the government is run by a small group of political elite. Huh. Really, Tulsi? Well, you might just start getting people's votes. You might just start getting people's votes because you're right. There's there's talk about how Hillary Clinton is in the background uh just, just quarterbacking everything, calling up people saying, Hey, I need you to do this, do this, do this, do this, do that, do this Could this be what Tulsi's talking about? Could that could that be that person in the background just could Hillary Clinton still be running the show? With her stay behind networks doing all these things? You well you betcha. You betcha. Otherwise she wouldn't have as much influence as she does have. Otherwise, Tulsi wouldn't be getting censored by Google. You see, they only want to be able to get a certain talking point out, they want to be able to shift your consent, manufacture your opinion, so that you give them the outcome that they want. You see, tricky, tricky days we find ourselves in. We put this up September 10th, it's from Joe Martino of Collective Evolution, it says Democratic candidate and congresswoman from Hawaii, Tulsi Gabbard, is an unconventional political figure in this upcoming election that has been turning heads. Whether it's sharing truths about the Syrian war and the U.S. arming terrorists on, or whether she has was exposing establishing candidates like Kamala Harris, Gabbard is someone who many people are seeing as the only viable Democratic candidate. But that doesn't mean Gabbard has any chance at the spot because as we saw in 2016, the DNC is already willing and ready to rig the election to favorable candidates, favorable, controllable deep state candidates like Biden and Harris. After all, WikiLeaks showed us how quite how, the, how showed us this quite clearly when the DNC kicked Bernie out in favor of Hillary. Perhaps this is why Gabbard recently stated in an interview in a, Wow. Perhaps this is why Gabbard recently stated in an interview with Fox News that quote this also points to a bigger issue and challenge that goes beyond the DNC and party politics, the government itself. There's people who are increasingly losing faith and trust in the government because they see a lack of transparency there and they see that we don't have a government that is of by and for the people and really what they see is a small group of really powerful political elites the establishment making decisions that serve their interests in maintaining the power while the rest of us are left outside. For me, this is a huge point of discussions that brings multiple questions. What does she feel? Why does she feel people are losing faith in the system exactly? If the DNC can rig the election process, doesn't it mean that people aren't choosing who represents them? When she says political elite are controlling government, what does that mean? in practicality exactly. What do do these statements say about about the power of the people? How can we actually solve this issue? If people aren't represented and don't appear to have power, what's the course of action moving forward? And see... That's all I really can tell you guys, because wrapping up this segment, I'm going to have to let you guys know that was one of the questions I was asked earlier this week is, do you have hope? Yes, I do have hope, but I don't have hope in the system. I have hope in ourselves to figure things out, because guess what? Just like when these celebrities watch us and then monetize our ideas and then put it into the mainstream, we are the ones that actually have the power. But these people siphon off the best of us. They take the best from us and then they sell it back to us, just like free energy. So yes, Tulsi, there is a small group of political elites that are controlling things, and that's why it's important that we keep exposing them. That's why we have to keep exposing their lies and sharing our truths. But that's all I really have for you guys in this quick segment. But what's going to happen, gang, is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get into even more depth about this concept of those controlling elite at the top, the idea of them trying to cannibalize our future. As I told you before, Throughout the entirety of this segment Apparently Bernie Sanders is a huge pusher for abortion Because, you know, climate change We're going to be getting into that Uh, Jeffrey Epstein updates And so much more on the other side Apparently Planned Parenthood has been making waves With some really, really creepy stuff uh, this week But like I said, ladies and gentlemen Don't go anywhere We're going to take a quick break We're going to take a quick break And when we come back My lips are going to work And we're going to be able to do this the right way So don't go anywhere This is Freedom Faction On Factions of Freedom And we'll be right back right after this. (laughs) Ha <laughs> We're back. We are back. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to show number 910, season 9, episode 10. I am your host, Noisera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And we just left off talking about how Tulsi Gabbard woke up <laughs> talking about uh, a, 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 a small group of political elites controlling things. Well, yeah, it's called the Illuminati. And they made the new Illuminati, the Fest the Fed book, the Twitters, the YouTubes and the Instagram, the technocrats, the people in between, that that literally upload the next part of the agenda through technology and then it's just disseminated into us. Yeah, no, for sure. You're right, Tulsi. There is a small group of political elite running the show. Hillary Clinton is still still back there. That's why she's not locked up. You know, there's a lot of different things going on in the world these days. And it, it, and it all points towards evil. And if that's the case, clearly we must be doing some type of good. You know, the whole point of this system is all to rob you of your divine rights, have you, to, have you savage your body, and just give it over to the state. Give it over to government. I told you guys, uh, I, think la- I think the week before last, you know, that, that, that Satan, the devil, he can't create anything. All he can do is capture, control, and then convert you. That's all these people can do we have a divine right we have destiny we have free will if we so choose our destiny see but it's all to have you think that your life has no meaning that you're a collection of cells you know that your life is meaningless uh, you know, why bother right why, why should you even try this system is designed to to induce this trance-like state so that you can give over your rights give over your divinity so you can just give it up. They don't want you to again remember that you are a spiritual person having a human experience right now in this in this body of ours in this temple that we've that 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 God has given us for this realm. They don't want you to think that way. No, they want you to have faith in the system to 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 pull you out from it. They want you to they want you to think again, our father who art in Washington, not our father who art in heaven. No. And that's that's the difference you see there is no law that can give you freedom you cannot uh you cannot legally make morality right <laughs> no matter how much you try cuz you're going to have scum- scumbags you know you're just you're going to have people that take advantage of the system you know we the segment is titled cannibalizing the future Uh, because we are we're going to be talking about cannibalism wow cannibalism abortion selling selling body parts aborted fetal tissue good lord spirit cooking we are literally going to be talking about spirit cooking in a political uh, inverse uh informative educational way good lord and so when i'm To tie this back into it, again, when I keep telling you guys, because Tulsi's saying, you know, everything's controlled by a small political elite. Yeah, dude, we are not evil enough for Hillary Clinton. Don't you know? That's why they have to put all this stuff out there. So that when election time comes around and she just rears her, her evil witchy head, people know full well what they're getting themselves in bed with. That's why I'm telling you, they are having to gradually... Uh, I, I wish I could say they're gradually releasing things, but you know they're not. They're releasing so much because deep down people already knew they're, they're having to do this to say, are you sure you're, you're about this? Are you about this Hillary Clinton life? Are you about spirit cooking, pedogate, Satanism? Are you about this? Because it's, gonna, it's only going to get worse. And as I said before at the start of the show, as it intensifies, so must we. We must learn the depths of righteousness We must learn the powers of good Because we can see the mysterium That is evil rising And if we do not tap into the good, into the righteousness Into the wholesome, into the decent Then it will have all its right It will have all of its legal Spiritual right to take us over Because we gave it to them You see And that's why this is so real That's why why the times are so dire And I tell you guys that I can hear Sometimes people's souls just screaming for help you know, and I, and, I, and I, I break, I break it down to a point to where I'm like, you know, uh, it's how it, it, it's also how people communicate with themselves and connect, because these are two different things. You see, it's how you, st- it's how you talk to yourself that, sh- that 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 says how deeply you're willing to connect with yourself. So again, it's how you communicate with yourself that dictates how deeply you will connect to parts of yourselves, and a lot of people don't even understand the difference between that. So if you're not trying to get into that that modality of thinking, there's no way that you can understand the spirituality of all of us in Lakesh, I am another you, that we are all one of another. If you don't understand this, well, then you're probably expecting everybody else to bend to your will. You're probably expecting politics to be your guiding light. And so we have a lot of people that are underneath a spirit of delusion, whipped up into a radical frenzy, that are only thinking in an emotional state, Instead of using their logos instead of using their reason, instead of using their mind, and this is very dangerous, you see because essentially you're dealing with uh, irrational emotional children who, who who cannot be reasoned with. these are beasts, these are the beast men that I told you about, these are not the god men <laughs> these are, these are not the ubermensch, these are not the god men, these are the beasts you see that are that let all these external factors dictate as to who they are, and so you cannot speak divinity uh you can 't speak divinity with a wolf man it's it's hungry I, can, I have I have all my animals here, but if I start talking God with them, bless their sweethearts, they won 't understand english <laughs> you, you see what i 'm saying, but I digress the The point is behind all this is that we are gradually losing that sense of divinity and that sense of knowing within us because we are we are entertaining the circus and becoming parts of clown world. You see. But let's let's get into this uh, this segment. Let's just hurry up and get these 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 Jeffrey Epstein updates out of the way, and then we'll get into uh, cannibalizing the future, Planned Parenthood, and, and Bernie Sanders talking about climate change. I didn't have a post for it, but we'll look it up, and that'll that'll tell us everything we need to know. Uh, but speaking on the speaking on the Jeffrey Epstein updates, let's get these uh these articles up for you guys. There's a lot of information beginning to swirl around Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Gates and Bill Gates's involvement. Apparently, uh, apparently Jeffrey Epstein donated to MIT's Media Lab earlier this week. I forget the individual's name, but the director of the MIT Media Labs quit after finding out the information surrounding that because he didn't want any of that tainted money. Uh, and now information is coming out about Epstein's involvement with people like Bill Gates, Elon Musk, uh, and so many more. Uh, but right here, this is by Daniel Greenfield of Sons of Liberty Media. We put this up September 10th. It says the Clinton Foundation, Bill Gates, and Jeffrey Epstein. An interesting new angle has emerged in the Epstein case. It basically talks about how they're all clicked up. The Clintons, Epstein, and Gates. that They're working on a eugenics program. And what's probably going to have to happen here in the future, because I don't want to spend a lot of time on it in this segment, and I'll just do an offshoot of it is I'll show you guys how there's a lot of overwhelming evidence that Jeffrey Epstein was running like a high, high end elite, sometimes even a cult, not only sex, sex trafficking ring, but eugenics program doing transhumanist stuff. That's why the cloning stuff's coming out. The human animal chimeras are coming out. You know, the, the pedalgate stuff's coming out. The cannibalism's coming out like all of it. You know, that's that's we're really getting into some very strange days. Uh, But I'm just going to do a a quick news blitz of these article titles right here. Bill Gates. I met with Epstein because he knows a lot of rich people. This is from World Net Net Daily. Uh, They put this up September 10th as well. It says the detective who led the Epstein investigation died after a, quote, brief illness at 50. This is from DC Clothesline by Tim Brown. Raw Story uh, put up a, a, a story as well by Brad Reed. It says Revealed top tech CEOs met with Jeffrey Epstein at exclusive billionaires dinner. Then this last one comes from the truth seeker. It says how the CIA Mossad and the Epstein network are exploiting mass shootings to create an Orwellian nightmare. So you've you've got to understand the levels that we're dealing with here. You see, these people know full well what they're doing. We're dealing with technocrats. We're dealing with, uh, we are dealing with satanic, satanic scientists and technocratic occultists. So we are dealing with people who have ridiculous IQ levels and are, and are working in realms that we don't really understand. That's all I really want to try to tell you guys. Uh, but that's, that's what I want to leave as far as the Jeffrey Epstein updates. If you guys want to know more about that, just type in Jeffrey Epstein to a non-censored search uh, engine. But this next thing that I'm going to play for you guys, it's of Jessica Collins. It's a, it's another, uh, another survivor of the Epstein sex trafficking ring. I want to get this on record because we haven't really heard a lot about Jeff- Jessica Collins, and she talks about being in bed with John McCain and Joe Biden. Now, I think that's very interesting, and I'm curious as to why it's not getting attention because just the other week I had laughed about how 30 different women showed up in court to testify against Jeffrey Epstein, and the feminists were nowhere to be heard. And so now, months after the fact, or not really months after the fact, weeks after the fact, we now have a, a, a new victim, Jessica Collins, coming out and speaking about what has happened to her. Uh, and I'll play for you guys the clip and put the rest of it in the, in the link in the description bar below so you can check it out. Uh, but this is, again, what I mean by cannibalizing our future. They're taking these sweet, beautiful, pretty ladies, these pretty girls, and they're just destroying their future all because it's, it's, it's all because Because they want power they want to have that predatory nature over something that is beautiful wholesome and decent and they want to rob it they want to take it Uh, but I digress let's play this video of the Epstein victim Jessica Collins saying that she was forced into having sex with Joe Biden and John McCain
1: I am a real victim of Jeffrey Epstein the reason you don't see me in the news is because I am a real victim Real victims are not being represented by attorneys or in the media. I was trafficked to Jeffrey Epstein and Andrew Windsor by Deborah Palfrey, the DC Madam. I was a student at the Catholic University of America in Washington, DC in 2002. I answered an ad in the city paper. The ad was ambiguous. Deborah was professional I thought I was going on a real job interview. Instead, I was drugged and raped by Paul Hong. I tried to tell Deborah what happened, but something she said made me realize she knew what happened. At that point, they had my driver's license, and I did not know what to do or where to go for help. At that point, I was driven by Jonathan Luna to the Bethesda Marriott on Pooks Hill, where Jeffrey Epstein and Andrew Windsor drugged and raped me. I have tried to get help. I called the police. I was abducted for two weeks. I was moved from Washington DC by Ed Norris, who was the superintendent of the Maryland State Police. He is now an actor on the show, The Wire, and has a radio show. My name is Jessica Collins. I live in Virginia. Today is September the 3rd, 2019. If anything happens to me, it's because this information is true, and I have a lot more information about who I was trafficked to in the government, people who are in the White House today. If you could redistribute this video, please save it and redistribute it. If anything happens to me, at least I have this out. I have been threatened. My car was disabled by a government employee when the Jeffrey Epstein news broke. I have been without a vehicle for 40 days. Um. I don't know what else to say. Please save this video. Please redistribute it. Please try and spread it. There is no way that this is going to get out there in the media unless we, the American people, do the work. The government is involved, and I was trafficked for nearly 17 years. Wow. Please try to help by redistributing this, tweeting it, talking about it, I'll do everything that I can. Thank you for listening. I hope that together we can get to the bottom of this and hold the criminals accountable.
0: Wow, you could literally uh, hear her trying to fight back the tears. Thank you, Jessica. I'm I'm, I'm sure it was extremely traumatic experiencing everything you have. And then not being believed as well. So I will be I will for sure put that link in the description bar below so you guys can download it, share it, get it out there, and you know, hearing her testimony as well. What I'm also gonna do underneath that link, if you guys go to our website, I'm gonna put the uh, the link for a series on this place called Tubi TV, Cults and Extreme Beliefs, where they talk about the Nix of them sex cult and the victim that they had on that show was saying the same thing that Jessica was that, that, that Jessica was talking about. And, you know, we've had, we've had people who have been trafficked on the show. We have people who stalk traffickers on the show. This is, I, I'm surprised that this is not getting even more attention. Uh, so keep her in your prayers, get the information out there and, and let her story be known. You know, and I'm sure there's more information surrounding it, but people just need to know that this stuff is out there it, and, it, and it's overwhelming. You see, that's what I'm telling you. There's, it, it is organized evil at the top. And it takes individuals like ourselves to do exactly what our tagline says: to expose their lies and to share our truth. Because this is what stops them. Evil can only operate in the dark, and that's why we have to expose it. That's why we have to bring it to light. And speaking of another evil that must be brought to the light, that must be dis- that must be discussed and talked about, right here, Planned Parenthood staffs admits to supplying aborted baby parts. for-profit brokers this is put up by sound of the Times, September 9th and before I get into this remember a few years ago there were people that went underground they like went uh, undercover to basically show you how uh, uh, CEOs and people that ran Planned Parenthood they would go to Olive Garden and restaurants and places like this and talk about selling these aborted field tissue And how they're going to get a Maserati or a Lambo or an Aston Martin or or a a Corvette or some nice car for literally trafficking in souls. And and, and it's coming out in court documents what they are literally doing to these babies. Remember earlier this year the fervor that we were whipped into because of abortion? It's because of this type of stuff. It's because people know these abortuaries are carrying out these type of dark things. Why are we following up on it after hearing about Jessica Collins' stories? What about the what about the unfortunate people who get trafficked and then get pregnant? We could get real dark in this segment really really quickly. This is Spirit Cooking. If you wanna, if you guys want something to go look up, go look into the work of 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 of, of the respectful former CIA head of uh, head of the California uh, branch, Ted Gunderson. Who has done immense work he's unfortunately he's passed away now but he's done immense work to look at satanic ritual abuse child sex trafficking human trafficking and so much more look at the Hampstead case you know we've played for you guys in that 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 episode that we did with Laurie Alexander of the underground this is Network uh, the video of the children inside Epstein's temple just giggling and running around uh, there are two separate entrances at, at, at orgy Island that's that's one that actually comes up to a temple outside of a facility and one that looks like a dungeon that goes up underneath these people are sick when I'm telling you that they're working with people that have extremely high IQs they know how to siphon off your energy I mean what there's there's uh, there's this Democrat donor Ed Buck we've reported on him a few times as well he 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 drugs black people and then he sits there and watches them die and then he either bites them or he does like something to where he, he knows he's harvesting their energy. That's what these people do. They know they're engaging in darkness, and so they have to get even deeper into that decadence, into that degeneracy. That's why we're following up, talking about a cha- uh, about a, a a sex trafficking victim, and then these aborted fetal tissue. It's 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 dark. But as I told you before, we were not dark and evil enough for people like Hillary Clinton. They have to try to get us there. And this type of stuff is. That's why you can go to a Planned Parenthood facility. They full well know what they're doing. They will have those stickers that say, I'm with her. They know what they're doing. This is the whore Babylon drunk off of the blood of innocence. Let me get into this article right here. It says the first day of court proceedings on September 3rd were from Planned Parenthood lawsuits against the Center for Medical Progress started with Planned Parenthood staffers taking the stand in San Francisco and admitting to providing fetal tissues in exchange for money. Reported through the CMP website, the defense team presented undercover investigative videos showing top executives and clinicians from Planned Parenthood brokering in upboarded baby parts. Court proceedings are underway to decide if the defendants should face a criminal trial. Quote, Planned Parenthood abortion providers appeared under oath in court today and admitted to supplying the body parts of children in the womb to for-profit brokers like Stem Express. So keep that in mind. Stem Express is is using aborted tissues. That's crazy to me. uh, Supplying the body parts of children in the womb to for-profit brokers like Stem Express. David, David Dale Dean, a, defend, a defendant in the case and one of the key investigators who exposed the, the alleged dealings of Planned Parenthood, stated in a press release. Dale Dean, who is also the founder of the Center for Medical Progress, a group of citizen journalists quote, dedicated to monitoring and reporting on medical ethics and advances, is facing 14 counts of felony invasion of privacy along with fellow investigators, Sandra Merritt, according to The Federalist. So the dude that went and actually exposed this is cons- he's facing charges for invading their privacy. So because David Dean, went and did this to tell us that the to get the information to show and expose that these people are trafficking in abortive fetal parts, he's now the bad guy in upside down world. It's like David, how dare you expose the 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 industrial level of of, of organ trafficking from babies? How dare you, David? We're going to give you 14 counts of felony invasion of privacy. Wow. It says, continuing on, Both are accused of faking as tissue procurement company Biomax in order to enter medical conferences and healthcare centers for the purpose of their investigation. The duo used pseudonyms to enter the meetings of National Abortion Federation in 2014 and 2015 to record the proceedings on video. According to the to Christian Post, Quote, Seven, a non physician who performed surgical abortions for Planned Parenthood, uh, Northern, Carol- Northern California, testified that she provided fetal tissue from the abortions she did at Planned Parenthood as a regular occurrence, said a summary of the court, court proceedings on the CMP website. Quote When asked if she had ever heard of STEM, stem express Doe seven said she had heard of cases in which stem express was involved and money was exchanged stem express and planned parenthood northern california are both undergoing an fbi and u.s department of justice investigation for selling fetal organs and tissue against the law <laughs> that is literally spirit cooking in the fine, in the, of the highest order you are literally talking about planned parenthood admitting to selling baby parts and the crazy part is too some of these babies are kept alive. Some of these hearts are, are delivered, still beating. It's I don't even want to talk about abortion, because it truly is sick. This is the modern-day human sacrifice. Earlier this week, you know, I had made a joke, you know, it's still referencing to my chickens, uh, you know, about how they get free health care, free education, free housing, free everything, and all it takes is the future. All it takes is give me your eggs. You can have all this good stuff here, but you got to give me your eggs. You don't get to reproduce. You don't get to move forward. But you can have all this good stuff, and we'll add more free stuff to it. you just got to give me your future. And I don't quite think people understand the depths of that, because that's exactly what's happening now. We are offering up our future. We are offering up our destiny. We are offering up our legacy, all because we want a little bit more time here to be selfish, To have fun, to live in bliss and euphoria, no responsibilities. Like there's a, there are some sick people out there, very, very sick people out there who will purposely get somebody sick just to, just to go through the abortion process. There are people. It, it, it it truly is crazy. You have, and I've talked to you guys about this before. How there are, uh, how there are uh, sexy witches is the best way to put it. Sexy witches that'll go around, uh, looking for good men. Get in bed with them, harvest their semen, and then leave them with spells. Take their child and then kill it. I'm I kid you not, man. You really have to understand how sick people are these days. It re- it really is dangerous. I, I I don't even I don't even want to stay on this because we have to go even crazier down the rabbit hole, the 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 crapper of just the craziness that we find ourselves in right here. And I'm glad Mysterious Universe wrote it. I'm sure they, I'm sure it'll be funny reading it. Uh, but right here, Professor says, eating human flesh can save the planet from climate change. Ha! Would you look at that? Would you look at that? So it, it's not bad that Jessica Collins is getting trafficked and having sex with uh, elite government officials. No, it's not bad that Planet Parenthood has been caught multiple times, almost dozens of times literally harvesting fetal tissue. We have to like take them to court, get under, <laughs> undercover investigative videos just to say, hey, look, here are the CEOs, here are the, the, the clinicians. Here they are. They're telling you like what they're doing. Do something about this. No, that's not enough. We have to take it a step further. This is 2019 coming up on 2020. We have to go farther. We have to go beyond 1984. We have to start cannibalizing our future professor says eating human flesh can save the planet from climate change. (laughs) This is an article by Paul Seaburn from Mysterious Universe. They put this up September 10th. It says, Is cannibalism the solution to the future of food supply? It sounds like a headline from a satirical website, but it's actually a description in a press release of a presentation given at the Gastro Summit Food Fair, quote, Sweden's new gastronomic forum and meeting place for the 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 food of the future, held this past weekend in Stockholm Fair. The actual title was Food for the Future Worms, Grasshoppers, or Human Flesh And the controversial reasoning Behind the Friends for Food proposal Was given by behavioral scientist And marketing strategist Magnus Söderlund From the Stockholm School of Economics The economics of cannibalism? (laughs) Was it this answered decades ago By Shirley Jackson's short story The Lottery? Quote It's not not the way it used to be People ain't the way they used to be Magnus Söderlund might agree with that passage from the lottery but in a different context fortunately for those who had neither the stomach for nor the ticket to attend this this presentation the epoch times which seems to be the, which seems to have a nose for controversial stories had a reporter covering it sardel admits that the biggest obstacles to proposals to his proposals are the taboos revulsions and religious moral ethical political and legal objections to consuming human flesh <laughs> as if that wasn't enough However, economic and climate change arguments may be slowly pushing a few towards the the ain't-the-way-they-used-to-be side, not to mention the recent preponderance of zombie culture. Are zombies leading us slowly and stumblingly towards an acceptance of cannibalism faster than our economics and climate change? Our entire body is approximately 81,000 calories, the thigh is about 10,000 calories, and the heart is 700 calories. Close to half of these calories come from adipose, or fat tissue, which makes us the less healthy option for dieters. An article about cannibalism in Medical Daily gives us the caloric numbers. While human flesh isn't the best choice for weight watchers, it is for the desperate. It's accepted that for the 16 survivors of a plane crash in the Andes in 1972, none of them would have survived for the 70 days without eating their dead. The same was probably true of settlers in early colonial Jamestown in 1609 and the infamous Donner Party in 1846. While it's proven that human flesh, particularly brains, contains containing deformed proteins, known as prions, can cause fatal mad cow-like disease, they're extremely rare. On the other hand, there was a time a few centuries ago when human fat was sold at apothecaries in an ointment form as a rub-on remedy for broken bones, sprains, and arthritis, while skulls were ground into powder as a treatment for epilepsy. Good thing we don't do that stuff anymore, right? (laughs) So, uh, I'm going to put the link for that if you guys want more in the description bar below or just go to our page. But we're basically in the days of talking about cannibalism. Like, we're we're legitimately trying to rationalize (laughs) eating people for climate change. They know they have a weak-willed part of the population that, that would be down to eat human. Yeah, why not? For sure. They have a certain sect of the population that would turn themselves willingly into zombies they have a certain sect of the population underneath their control so they can say inflammatory and crazy stuff like this and they'll go out and go do it they will go out and go do it because well climate change eat your neighbor because climate change (laughs) this is this is what insanity looks like i just hope everybody understands this is why this is what i mean by cannibalizing the future Remember a few months ago, I told you there's like a suicide program just being spat out right now? Something that's just telling people there is no God, kill yourself. This this is what it is. This is what it manifests into. Into cannibalism. It's like, kill yourself for climate change. (laughs) Wow, this is crazy. This truly is crazy. But let's, let's, let's. Because we can't stop there. Let's go a little bit farther. I feel like I would uh, take the time and show you guys, typing into the Being search platform, Bernie Sanders abortion climate change, uh, roughly seven days ago. Let's just read some of these article titles. Uh, opinion. Bernie Sanders wants to combat climate change. This is at the Washington Examiner. Real Clear Politics says, Bernie Sanders, abortion and population control are important parts of climate change. Of addressing climate change, uh, right here, Bernie Sanders said birth control can help fight climate change. This is from Business Insider. Here's why it's important, and the Washington Post says that uh, b- abortion and climate change—it's what it's uh, abortion and population control—it's what the it's what it's what we need. That's how we're going to get past this, gang. Don't you know that if the world ends in 12 years, you can kill yourself and extend it a whole nother. This is truly crazy. It seems like there's a video. Let's see if we can play it for you guys. I haven't screened it, but uh, let's get it up.
1: Human population growth has more than doubled in the past 50 years. The planet cannot sustain this growth. I realize this is a poisonous topic for politicians, but it's crucial to face. Empowering women and educating everyone on the need to curb population growth seems a reasonable campaign to enact. Would you be courageous enough to discuss this issue and make it a key feature of a plan to address climate catastrophe? Well, Martha, the answer is yes. And the answer has everything to do with the fact that women in the United States of America, by the way, have a right to control their own bodies and make reproductive decisions. And the Mexico City Agreement, which denies American aid to those organizations around the world, that, are, uh, that allow women to have abortions or even get involved uh, in birth control to me is totally absurd. So I think especially in poor countries around the world uh, where women do not necessarily want to have large numbers of babies and where they can have the opportunity through birth control to control the number of kids they have, something I very, very strongly uh, support. Uh,
0: I, want to, uh, I want to introduce, uh, 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 sorry. Sorry. Thanks, Anderson Cooper. So there you have it. Right there. Now, I just want to point something out real quick. Bernie Sanders basically said what Bill Gates said at that that TED Talk a few years ago whenever he had mentioned the COPSEC formula about abortion, uh, contraceptives, uh, and vaccines being effective tools to uh, combat the population. But you you just throw climate change in there. Everybody starts getting along with it. What I have a really, really deep issue with is so much there. You know, they're basically saying that, <laughs> I mean, nobody. you think these people in third world countries want to get pregnant? It's essentially rape is what we're talking about. Th- that That's that's that situation, Bernie, but that doesn't apply here. It's just there's <laughs> the legalese, man. I'm telling you, these people. But there you have it, gang. You heard it from him, from him himself overpopulation is a very real thing. But why would people think everything is overpopulated if they live in these, these 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 massive concrete jungles? But again, this is how it all works. This is the perception manipulation. This is the idea of cannibalizing our future, saying, you know what? Tra- human trafficking is not enough. Aborted baby parts is not enough. We just got to start killing ourselves. We have to start aborting ourselves. We have to start doing it. Remember... It was Alexandria Ocasio Cortez that that said. Remember when she was just cooking up her food, trying to look cute in front of like everybody? Yeah, when she was doing that. Remember, she's cooking up her food, chopping it up, saying, you know, I just really think that we really should just, you know, not have any more kids. You know, because the world's going to end in like twelve years, so we should just. Stop having kids. The world that we're going to bring them into, it's going to be so destitute and so bad. So we should start thinking about the kids that are here. And maybe we should take care of them that are here. Don't worry about having any new ones to try to fix this mess. No, just, you know, take some of the kids that are here and, and, and think about this. Really, really think about what these people are offering and what they're asking. And that's why this spirit of delusion is so dangerous because I guess I'm just using common sense. I'm looking at what this all means. We don't even have the 2.3 replacement ratio to have kids or the 2.5 kids replacement ratio to to, to have a sustainable population. So if we just stop having kids, what's going to happen with that? I mean, look at what's going on in China with their one world or with their one child policy. They're still reeling from that. The government gives you like incentives sometimes to have like extra kids, man. Like what is up with that? But again, it's, it's population control, it's social engineering, it's perception manipulation. And if they can get you, as I said before, to be a part of that separate sect of society that essentially offers up their womb to the state, well, congratulations—you've played yourself. You have become sterile. You've, you've become sterile and infertile because it is because it's trendy. You've stopped your legacy from proceeding into the future because of what some bimbo told you. And that's what's dangerous about this—you have people. Following these politicians straight off of a cliff. And that's what's so dangerous. But here's what's going to happen, gang. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about a poll. That's right. A poll. Not a pool, but a poll. A poll that says Americans hate the government almost as much as they hate Big Pharma. As well as Purdue Pharma expected to be going, expected to file bankruptcy because they're having to pay out all these settlements. That's right. When you're you're poisoning people, you eventually have to pay up. We're going to be talking about that, as well as the Johns Hopkins uh, University launching a Center for Psychedelic and Consciousness Research, as well as a vegan activist that (laughs) liberated 16 rabbits and ended up killing over 100. That's right. This is what I mean by the, the pure lunacy that is going on, that delusion that is out there, and they only want to put us in it further. But like I said, guys and gals, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen don't go anywhere this is freedom faction on factions of freedom and we'll be right back right after this salutations my friends i'm here to talk to you about that's right cbd oil CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realize that in 2013, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Stay with lies and share this is Sarah, Freedom Faction. Out.
2: Bye.
0: We're back from cyberspace to report the news, or at least the truth as we see it. The news as we see it, what we see taking place. Salutations, people. We're back. This is show number nine ten, season nine, episode 10, third segment, and we are talking about psychedelic liberation. You would think with something that sounds so cool like that, we would have a lot. Uh, we would have a better way of approaching this. I might, I might use that phrase more often, though, psychedelic liberation, because it's not really that. It's psychedelic enslavement. It's weaponizing consciousness expansion. You see why it was important to come up with, with, with phrases and words and sentences to explain what some of these things are? That's why you sometimes have to come up with your own vocabulary to describe that which you were seeing. There was an article that came out earlier this week about a cyborg magician, and my mind just immediately went towards techno-sorcery. But, but, but that's where we're going, in a different discussion for a different day. Uh, but with this segment, we're, you know, we're going to be talking about that poll I told you guys about, as well as what's going on with humanity. Why are we making the decisions we are making? And are these the decisions of our own? You know, I had spoke to you guys earlier in the show about how people aren't effectively able to communicate and connect with themselves. Uh, this creates a state of uh, disassociation, you see, to where you're not able to effectively know who you are inside of yourself. As I've told you time and time again, and some of our older listeners will understand this much more now than than ever, I told you guys before that whenever I used to do this prior to starting the show, I would get in these rant-like modes, as I always am, and I would feel myself being overcome by something else. And I'm not sure if that's because the dopamine and the serotonin is being injected into my brain, I'm fired up. Or if there is a spiritual component and an, a- an aspect to that that I don't understand. But as I told you, there's something else that takes over me whenever I begin to get into whatever this space is. So I've learned to communicate and connect with that in a completely different way. You see, but it's understanding the depths of the human, the, 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 the depths of the soul, and so much more. We don't have that these days. People want to take shortcuts. They don't want to grow. They don't want to do the work. They don't want to develop these muscles and these skills to get there. And so in doing so, they do a disservice to themselves. They lose. They hate themselves. They they begin to regress. They live in that state of arrested development. And that's where they want to keep us all. That's where they would like to keep us in a state of, of, of arrested development, living in a schism, to where we're never actually effectively able to move forward, to where we're never able to... Uh, conquer past traumas to propel us to make better decisions into the future. And that's why this is so dangerous. It's because of that delusion that they want to keep us under. As I keep trying to reiterate to you, there is no law that can give you freedom, and they cannot legalize morality, because these scumbags don't understand these things. And I hate to say these things, but it's really to try to put it into perspective for you the same way that I told you I can't speak about divinity to my dog because they wouldn't understand it but would these scumbags understand the divinity if we began to talk to them or would they just call us a racist or a homophobe or a xenophobe or whatever they've been programmed to do and if you're not able to again shut that down understand who you are remember who you are your experience here and as it has been time and time again well then congratulations you've played yourself you see. So I'm definitely going to use psychedelic liberation, uh, in the future because I like it. And it's all again, being done to show you that these, these people understand things in a completely different fashion. And in the, and if they can get you to do, uh, what Aldous Huxley said that he wanted to do, uh, the author of the brave new world in the final revolution at the use, uh, at university of California, Berkeley, ironically enough, I forget, uh, How many years ago it was? It has to be at least like 50 or 60. But he was basically talking about how the final revolution is the revolution of the mind. And if we can get people addicted to opioids, barbiturates, psychedelic and psychotropic drugs, well, then it's game over. It's game over. But if people can't do that, if they can't stop that onslaught, then they're going to be those slaves. And that's what they need. They need to turn you into a drug-addicted zombie. They need to turn you into a junkie. They need to habituate you so you don't learn discipline of your mind, so, you, again, you can effectively communicate and, and, and connect with yourself. But let's get into this. Let's, let's get into uh, that poll I was talking to you guys about. Not the pool, but the poll. The poll. And it's a not-so-shocking poll. Americans hate the government almost as much as they hate Big Pharma. This was put up by Max Labo of the SHTF plan. They put this up September 9th. It says, In a new and not-so-shocking poll, Americans said that they hate the government almost as much as they hate Big Pharma. Considering both are in each other's pockets, uh, that makes complete sense, and no one should be surprised by this. America hates Big Pharma and the government. No surprise there, but the pharmaceutical industry is hated slightly more. It ranked last in favorability among Americans, according to a new poll conducted by Gallup. This year marked the lowest net positivity rating, the difference between people who say they like the industry and those who dislike the industry, that the pharmaceutical industry has had since Gallup started polling in 2001. Big Pharma's negative 31 net positivity rating was so low, only a handful of industries had been ranked lower. Other hated sectors included the federal government and oil and gas companies. America's distaste for the scandal-plagued pharmaceutical industry isn't without reason. Earlier this year, Congress grilled pharma leaders for, high, for the high costs of prescription drugs. An Oklahoma judge recently ordered Johnson & Johnson to pay $572 million for its role in the opioid e- epidemic. Novartis and other major pharmaceutical companies stopped developing life-saving medicines for lack of profit. <laughs> and this was said by the Middletown Press. The federal government had been last or tied last on Gallup's poll since 2011. This year, it ranks second to last in the favorability in the, in the favorable industry. They were close to as hated as Big Pharma with a net positivity rating of negative 27, with the increasing levels of authoritarian controls and demands for people to give up their ability to their liberty and freedom in exchange for a police state it really shouldn't come as a surprise humans were not meant to be slaves and those in the united states may slowly be waking up to the reality that we found ourselves in hopefully the government and industries that protect that it protects such as big pharma will never recover and see their ratings drop it's easier to enslave people when they are addicted to drugs and that addiction fuels big pharma's profits it's a never ending cycle or it's a never ending circle of profits for big pharma and the death and enslavement of everyone else this is the war on consciousness. This is them literally trying to lie to you and say, hey, we have the cure. We just got to poison you first. Yeah, we can help you out with that. We just you know, need to cause a few problems so we can get you back in here for a few years because I got this boat I need to pay off. And <laughs> you're a cash cow. because you believe me? And this is the problem. I remember earlier this year, I did a uh, we did a show where we talked about how over 50 percent of Americans are are taking some type of prescription drug and then these guys got the Wavos to start talking to us about uh, uh mental health mental illness it's the same thing it's the it's the problem reaction solution and you see it everywhere the same way they have habituated us to social media and they're turning that they're, they're saying it's fake news and uh we're coming after you if you know, censorship and all this it's the same thing they habituated all these people on drug. actually, wait, they, they they poisoned the environment first, <laughs> then they habituated them on drugs, only for those drugs to further enslave them, further uh, degradate them, and then guess what, they're going to come through with things like Monsanto marijuana, with corporate cannabis, and all this other stuff, but why am I trying to list out all these drugs, man, why am I trying to talk to you guys about opiates, barbiturates, you know, medical marijuana, uh, uh, prescription drugs, pharmaceuticals. It's because they want us to be junkies. You are not in control of your life if you're just looking to get a quick fix. You are not in control of your life if you're just like, gosh, I just want to get high. I just want to bliss out. I don't care about these things. You know, it's, it's, it's. The psychedelic liberation segment of this, it is the weaponizing consciousness expansion. It is the war on consciousness. It's to trick people into thinking that they're actually waking up only so they can be further put into a trance by the drugs that they, they know are causing these detrimental issues, but they're going along with it anyway. You see, that's why this is so tricky, and that's why it's so dangerous. But here, since we were talking about big pharma, these these pharmaceutical industries, and the damage they've caused... Uh, let's go ahead and get this on record. Since we're here talking about it, uh, this this about Purdue Pharma filing bankruptcy because that's right. All those settlements, all those people need restitution. They need to be paid. You you, you poison these people, so you have to pay up. It's the same thing that happened with the Wayne Johnson, uh, the groundskeeper in California, that filed that uh, what was it, two hundred and seventy-eight million dollar lawsuit against Monsanto. Because their their, their glyphosate, Roundup, their herbicide, Roundup, caused him cancer. And so this is all that's happening. This is just judgment. I don't don't know why these guys are running from it, but uh, I'll read you guys these captions real quick. It says opioid maker Purdue Pharma may file for bankruptcy. The company is currently facing over 2,000 lawsuits from multiple U.S. states. Filings claim that the Oxycontin maker helped fuel the COVID, the current opioid crisis in America. According to routers, Purdue will file for bankruptcy if it fails to settle the lawsuits. In declaring bankruptcy, the company would also avoid a trial set for next month. Purdue offered has offered up to $12 billion for the settlement, but some states have rejected it. Yeah, $12 billion ain't enough. 12000000000 billion isn't enough. In order to pay for the deal to be accepted, Reuters says 35 general attorney, attorney generals must approve. 35 people, <laughs> yeah. The deal would also see the Sackler family, who owns Purdue Pharma, step down from their roles. Now, I wonder if these people have any involvement with uh, Donald Trump's HARPA afterwards, the Health Advanced Research Project Agency. Uh, but let me get in this article right here. Purdue Pharma expected to file bankruptcy amid settlement negotiations, quote hitting an impasse. This is by Tyler Durden of Zero Hedge. They put this up September 9th. It says the makers of OxyContin, Purdue Pharma, are now expected to file for bankruptcy after the settlement talk, or after settlement talks regarding the nation's opioid crisis have quote hit an impasse, according to ABC News. This impasse puts puts Purdue's federal trial over the opioid epidemic on track to start next month and sets the stage for significant legal drama involving state and local government. Purdue had been working for months to try and avoid trial by determining the company's responsibility for the crisis, which has cost over 400,000 Americans their lives but an email from the attorney generals of Tennessee and North Carolina revealed that Purdue and the Sackler family had rejected two offers from the state over how payments would be handled as a result of a settlement. Tennessee attorney general, uh, Tennessee attorney general Herbert Slatery and North Carolina, North Carolina attorney general, Josh Stein wrote in their message, quote, as a result, the negotiations are at an impasse and we expect Purdue to file for bankruptcy protection imminently. The failure to to settle could set up, quote, one of the most tangled bankruptcy cases in the nation's history. It would leave almost every state and 2,000 local governments that have sued the drug maker to fend for themselves in bankruptcy court for the company's remaining assets. Purdue had already threatened to file bankruptcy earlier this year, but was holding off while the negotiations continued. The Sackler family is being sued separately in at least 17 states, and it's unclear what the bankruptcy means for them. Meanwhile, the family is believed to have transferred most of its multi-billion dollar fortune overseas. How, how convenient. Continuing on, it says Pennsylvania Attorney, Attorney General Josh Shapiro says he will now sue the Sackler family as other states have. Quote, I think they are a group of sanctimonious billionaires who have lied and cheated so they could make a handsome profit. He said, quote, I truly believe that they have blood on their hands. Yeah, you don't get the... You don't get the kill people with drugs, habituate them in the junkies, and then send your money overseas. You're going to find, if we don't get you justice, justice is going to come, come find you. That's how this works. You don't get to cause that level of traumatic and energetic uh, damage on this planet and walk away and skirt away. That's not how all this works. But you see, gang, the same way that they got us addicted to the Oxycontin, the Hydrocodone, the Luritavs, uh the Percocets, the Promethazine, you know the the all of these drugs, man, the the Zoloft, the 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 Ritalin, the Adderall. You know all these all these things. You know they really are. It's 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 sad. Uh, it really is sad to me to see all these people just get poisoned, and then habituated. And, and, and deep down, you know, again, nobody ever asked the question, you know, why are you taking these meds? Why are you doing these types of things? What's happening in your life? What are you consuming? Are you willing to change so that you can have change in your life? Or are you willing to live the very same lifestyle that created the problem in the first place? You know, these, these, these drugs that people are on, we all know that those are band-aids on scars and that they have no real purpose in people's lives. And I've, I've said this on the show with you guys a few times, a lot of these drugs, they sound like spells, you know like exmortem lack of theian or some some crazy stuff dude you know it's it's it it really is crazy and we all know how this works you you watch the pharmaceutical commercials or you will listen to some of the some of the trailers of the protos forum and they tell you it could cause death it could cause a heart attack it could cause strokes seizures you know if if 50% of your body stops moving call the call your <laughs> physician Immediately, you know, it's just like, why would you want to take these things? Why would you want to take these things and then get 30 million different problems? But it's because they, they, they take it from these trusted people and nobody ever talks about how these doctors, they get a certain cut of it too, bro. Whenever they literally, uh, sell, whenever they sell this, these products, they get a certain cut because a patient cured is, is, is what is it? It's like a patient cured is profit that is lost or i forget like what the adage is but it's just like there's no money in actually curing a patient because then there would be no medical health industry they have to keep you as a patient to keep doing these experiments on you that's why they are practicing medicine it's not science it's not it's not set in fact the same way they say science is settled it's not settled This is why they're practicing. They're always improving. And then on an even crazier part, nobody ever asks the question as to why people are getting sick, why our immune systems are breaking down, why our environment is becoming toxic. No, just shovel these pills down your body. And if you have any adverse reactions, you better not talk about it on Facebook. Otherwise, you're an anti-vaxxer or you're anti-science or you're anti-pharmaceuticals. It's just like, what? Are you serious? This is the clown world that we found ourselves living in you see this is the craziness that we that we that we're in and so i can see how a poll that would say 70% of americans hate the government and they also hate oh, far is big pharma just as much because i'm sure everybody has somebody that has been victimized by these pills by big pharma by whatever they're doing and guess who's green lighting all of it the government the medical industry it's the collusion at the top but if you're if if you can't be aware of the collusion if you're under their delusion. And that's the spell they want to keep you under. You see. But because our generation, because we are somewhat aware of these 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 spells, these traps, these things they want to put us in, we think we're so woke, we try to stay out of it. We think we're so woke that we can't fall into the very same trap. We think we're so woke that we can't see... or that we, you know, we 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 just think we're so woke, we're arrogant. We literally we, pride comes before the fall, you see. We're so woke that now these people, the Johns Hopkins University, they're literally launching a, psychedel- a a center for psychedelic research, psychedelic and consciousness research. But we're so woke we're about to go right back into it. It's like wow, look at Johns Hopkins. They're 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 being very, very uh progressive about this. Well, and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to reference to this a lot more in the future. But in the context, I want you guys to understand things right now. They realized that with 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 the Oxycontin, the Zoloft, the 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 Adderall, the Percocets, these these drugs, they realized they could get an entire generation with this. And so we are we're aware of what they did with that previous generation. Now they got to try to get us. Now they got to try to get our generation, right? They got to try to figure out a way to entice us. And guess what? They are with. The, med- the medicinal marijuana courtesy of Monsanto the corporate cannabis brought to you by Microsoft and now mushrooms studied by the Johns Hopkins University you see how that works remember I'm always clowning on how people like Bill Gates and uh, PayPal founder PayPal co-founder Peter Thiel how he's investing in the research and development of magic mushrooms as well Let's, let's take a gander at this right here. I fired up this spicy meme, which you guys can find on our partner page, Liberation Legion. But there's also an article over here from John Vibes of Truth Theory that they put up September 9th. The article title, the headline is this. Johns Hopkins to open a new $17 million psychedelic research center. This next one comes from Waking Times. It's by Matt Agorist over there at the Free Thought Project. It says, times are changing. The first, ever to, the first ever center to study psychedelics is opening in the U.S., and this is from Hopkins Med News over there at Twitter. They put this up September 4th. It says that the Johns Hopkins the Johns Hopkins has launches launches their center for psychedelic research. You guys can find that on their Twitter feed. Uh, but let's just get back to this spicy meme I made. It says that uh, 17 million dollars is being used to understand psychedelics. In consciousness, the Johns Hopkins University recently announced the opening of the Center for Psychedelic and Consciousness Research, a facility within the Johns Hopkins Medicine that will be dedicated to studying psychedelics and their potential to be used medicinally. This research This research center is the first of its kind in the United States and the largest of its kind in the entire world. The unprecedented research effort is being made possible thanks to 17 million dollars in donations from private investors. Although, it is important to note that half of, these do- half of these donations were gathered by one person, the best-selling author and podcaster Tim Ferriss, who also donated $2 million of his own money in addition to organizing half of the outside investments. Ferriss was also one of the key investors behind a similar center at the Imperial College London, which was said to be the first of its kind of the- in the world whenever it opened. Researchers at the new Johns Hopkins facility will be studying psychedelic substances and their effort on the human brain or their effect on the human brain. More specifically, they will be used. They will be seeking possible treatments uh, for mental health issues, such as addiction, depression, PTSD, Alzheimer's, disease eating disorders and a variety of other conditions the new center will be directed by Roland Griffiths a neuroscientist who pioneered the psychedelic program at the Johns Hopkins over the past decade in fact the research that Griffiths and his colleagues have done at Johns Hopkins over the years is likely the reason that the university was chosen for this facility in 2012 Johns Hopkins made news with a new with a study showing that the psychedelic experience can help terminally ill patients come to terms with their own mortality numerous other studies conducted at the university since have shown the tremendous power that the psychedelics have to bring people out of a negative thought patterns that they have been in for, that they have been stuck in for years. For example, in a 2014 study that was published in the journal of psychopharmacology, researchers at Hopkins found that psilocybin mushrooms could help long-time smokers kick their habit. The premise behind much of this research was that these substances break through the egoic social barriers that prevent us from actually dealing with our emotions head on. This is why the psychedelic experience can often be challenging, because they can really force a person to analyze parts of their lives that they have been trying to ignore or avoid. Ultimately, this can push people towards finding solutions for problems in their lives that they may have never considered otherwise. Ferris met Dr. Griffiths in 2015 when the research happening at Hopkins was really starting to make international news the author and podcaster became so interested in the research at the became so interested in the research he began thinking of investment opportunities at the university. After a successful crowdfunding campaign for a small depression study, Ferris decided to dive in head first. Quote, essentially it was a seed investment. I ran a beta test and then they really delivered, Ferris said. Uh, Griffiths believes that the opening of this new center is is a turning point for psychedelic research. Quote, it's it's been hand to mouth in this field and now we have the core funding and the infrastructure to really advance psychedelic science in a way that's been done before in a way that hasn't been done before and that's what griffiths told the new york Times. Uh, essentially what i'm trying to get around to telling you guys is that we are gradually moving into the study of things like psychedelics dmt mushrooms ayahuasca and more and the effects on psychology you know for a fact they've already been doing it it's just coming out now because the people are more aware, people are pretty—they're they're interested about these things, and this is why I would want to point you guys in the direction of the Journeys of the Psychonauts, parts one through four, which are made available uh, in the link in the description bar below. I'll be sure to put that there. It was the four-part eight-hour series that I did with Adam Nix and J.C. Abbott of the Wayfinder Podcast, where we discuss things like psychedelica, like mushrooms, like the other wor- the other realms that we're involved in—the unseen worlds, uh, government projects. Where they've studied things like psychokinetic potentiality, tele, uh, telepathy, psychokinesis so, psychokinesis, and so much more, we are now seeing that happen in our own time frame. I mean, just a few years ago, remember out here, I think it's Rick Strassman. he did the test out here in, th- at the University of New Mexico, DMT, the spiritual molecule, uh, where they were seeing the effects of DMT when it was used on people and just some of the good stuff that was happening on with that. But what I'm trying to tell you is that this is is the psychedelic liberation, that these tools are there. Uh, In the article, it talks about how mushrooms can help reveal certain secrets to you that you're trying to hide from yourself. That's what all these things are. They're supposed to be used as tools to help you get to your end goal. But if we have a society such as this, where they're just giving out free drugs to people, well, look at what vaping is doing. Look at what the weed is doing. Look at what the spice is doing. Look at what the Coke is doing. Look at what the moth, the the, the molly, the meth, look at what all these drugs are doing. You don't have people trying to seek after God. You don't have people trying to get closer to the divine. You have them disassociating from reality. You have them sectioning themselves off and, and, and turning into something else. And there's a whole separate spiritual component that I'm going to have to discuss in the future with you guys about all of that goodness. Heck, I might just do a show where all I do is just go through all of this stuff surrounding psychedelica, you know, consciousness, drugs, and so much more, because it truly is becoming a, a thing. As I keep trying to tell you guys, as we move forward into the future, because times are so intense, you're going to see things increase. And as this happens, you're going to have people either do one of two things. They're going to increase with it, uh, rise appropriately, grow appropriately, or you're going to have people sink even farther and deeper into the matrix. You see, and what do you think that will do? Allowing that level of, of, of mushrooms to be made available. So I just think that's something people should keep in, keep in mind because you know, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's getting really crazy out there. And so to end this show, to start wrapping things up for you guys, uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you'll think this is funny, as funny as I thought it was, but you know this just kind of shows you again where things are headed uh, and sometimes how predictable some people are. you remember how months ago and whenever antifa started getting really crazy, I told you guys that they are going to go through and start liber air quotes liberating these these ice facilities, these internment camps these fusion centers these concentration camps. you remember how I told you that and I also told you how. In the future, you're going to have eco-fascists and eco-extremists. They come at you because, well, you're like, like Ted Cruz at a restaurant. You're eating some nice food. You're going to have these Antifa scumbags, these, these eco-extremists. You're going to have them come in to where you're at and shout at you for eating steak and shout at you for your lifestyle. That same little liber- liberation mindset, it comes from this. Check this out. There was a vegan activist who rescued 16 rabbits and nearly killed 100 in the process. I'm going to say that one more time. This vegan activist ran up in this farmer's yard, tried to tried to save rabbits, got 16, but killed 100. So remember the domestic terrorist guy earlier this year, the guy that tried to shoot up the ice facility and he almost shot up like the, the gasoline area? He was trying to liberate those people, break them out. From the ice holding facility or the ice internment place wherever they were at, right, he would have shot that gas tank he would have killed all those people yeah some some people would have run away sixteen people might have run might have run away, but he would have killed a hundred and so this is the mindset that's being put out there. This is why mental health and mental illness is something we really need to start talking about. why am I talking about that on the heel of psychedelics It's because these people some people have been put into such a such a frenzy. That they will go do these things and here's the crazy part because i'm going to play for you guys this video right now it has 27,000 views on our page right now and some of the comments are hilarious but here's here's the craziness because when i play for you guys this video this 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 girl this activist this vegan activist she's she's like shocked and like confused like oh my god why would this guy shoot at me hmm could it be the fact that you're just driving onto his property, messing up everything, and you think you're going to get away with it because you want brownie points and you have a phone? Let's take a listen.
2: This is what we, this is what has just happened to us. Look, I'm documenting the whole thing. I'm covered it.
1: I'm covering blood.
2: Because look at this is what the. This is what the farmers have done. They shot through our window and chased us down the motorway. How dare they. Oh my God. I'm literally covered in blood. <laughs> I shouldn't this is laugh. What we, this is what has just happened to us. Look, like, I'm documenting the whole...
0: I shouldn't laugh. Uh, I shouldn't laugh, but this is by Joseph Curl of Gateway Pundit. They put this up September 9th. It says a vegan activist who tried to, quote, rescue 16 rabbits from a farm ended up causing the deaths of nearly 100 baby bunnies in the process. A news report says the activist, who calls herself Mythical Mia on social media, went on a covert mission to save the bunnies from a farm near Osono, Spain last Sunday, according to the Spanish newspaper uh, La Vanguardia. But five of the rabbits that were pregnant and due to birth soon, were killed during the rescue mission. Several others suffered broken spines, uh, the paper reports. Oh, and on on top of that, at least 14 of the rabbits were saved, were lactating, and their offspring, an estimated 90 of the bunnies, had to be euthanized, according to the paper. A number of the rabbits that Mythical Mia, a Barcelona-based activist, took that day were said to have been pregnant or lactating. Their offspring bunnies included an estimated 90 bunnies, uh, which had to be euthanized after being abandoned. According to La, 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 La Vanguardia, some other pregnant bunnies were reportedly forced to have abortions after the chaotic rescue. Mythical Mia, whose real name is unknown, last week claimed she was attacked by angry farmers That after they attempted the rescue. <laughs> she, quote, This is what just happened to us. Look, I'm documenting the whole thing. The Barcelona-based activist on Instagram said, Quote, I'm covered in blood. This is what the farmers have done. They shot through our windows and chased us down the motorway. Oh, my God. I'm literally covered in blood. Quote, Today, we entered a rabbit farm and rescued 16 lives, she said. The farmer was was extremely aggressive and attacked us, strangling activists and smashing their heads with metal poles. The police came and told us to leave peacefully, which we did. After we left, the farmers chased us down the motorway at 200 kilometers for an hour. We tried to lose them down a side road, but they were on our tails. They blocked us into a dead end. And surrounded the car and with five other farmer cars. They were banging on the windows, shouting and threatening. We called the police, who arrived after an hour. They defused the situation and escorted us to a safe place. And the top comment says private property and stealing property, not to mention their livelihood, then plays victim. That's it. That's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with people who refuse to see the true ramifications of their actions who will play the victim card, who are underneath that spirit of delusion that I've been trying to talk about throughout the entirety of this episode. That's why this is crazy, because we're not dealing with people who are using their reason. We are dealing with people who are using their emotion. And if we don't bend the knee to what they're just coming up with, well then heck, I guess we're part of the problem then, huh? There's a whole lot of different things I wanted to talk to you guys about. There's been a lot of news uh, coming out surrounding Just what's going on with teens, you know, the homeless crisis, and all this other stuff. But as a returning episode, I didn't want to overwhelm you guys. I didn't want to do a whole lot of extra. I wanted to try to make it as short. as short as possible but as we would have it fate kind of says that and kind of messes things up you have a plan and things go the way they want to however ladies and gentlemen that's how i really have for you guys and gals i know i kind of stuttered a lot was all over the place try to get the focus but returning episodes they're always interesting can you believe that there are only three more months left in the year it's crazy we have a lot of different things lined up for you guys, and it's all thanks to you guys' continued support of, of, of what we are doing. And it really is astonishing to come back and see the influence, the gravitas, and so much more of everything else that we're doing. Uh, but however, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. As I said before, I will put the links for uh, the mini cast that we did earlier this week, as well as part two in the description bar below. As well as the IGTV we had with Jessica Collins, uh, and so much more. Guys, really, download the show notes so you can get a comprehensive view of everything that's going on. But, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and girls, stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out. Oh shit